this another wonderful Friday and we thank God for such a day and the opportunity to open the word of God and to study some lessons from the accounts we read from the Bible. This is Bible Pod from Spotlight on the Word. Every Friday is dedicated for Bible stories and the lessons that we can learn from them. We started from the book of Genesis and now we are in the book of Exodus. Our brother Emmanuel Noche helped us a lot by giving us some interesting topics from the book of Exodus. We started with the birth of a leader and that is Moses. We went on to talk about the burning bush, bread from heaven. We also spoke about the tabernacle and many other topics that we looked at from the book of Exodus. Today, we are looking at another interesting aspect or another interesting topic and that is the Sabbath. That is the Sabbath. Our text for today will be from Exodus chapter 31 and then we will take a verse 12 to 13. Here actually in most of our standard Bibles, the title there is about the Sabbath law. The Sabbath law. And so let me um, read from Exodus chapter 31 verse 12 to 13 it says and the lord spoke to moses saying speak to the children of israel saying surely my sabbaths you shall keep for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generation that you may know that i am the lord who sanctifies you that is it i mean we can even continue to read to the end but i want to keep it short here you can read to the end of the chapter and you understand what i'm talking about so this is the sabbath law we are discussing today there are so many um false teachings about the sabbath and um, there are people today who want us to keep the sabbath as the israelites kept it there are people today who claim that if anyone does not worship on the sabbath or anyone does not um, come together i mean the assembly does not worship or come together for service on a sabbath day then it means that um, such people um, are going to hell or such people are really not doing what god has commanded them to do is that really true and i believe that the question you will be asking yourself as we are discussing the sabbath today is you want to know whether the sabbath is binding and if we as Christians are to observe the Sabbath in this Christian age, and I believe that by the end of this lesson, you would have your answer. So first of all, let's look at something about the Sabbath. What is the Sabbath? What is the Sabbath? Um, the word Sabbath originally comes from a Hebrew word, Shabbat. Shabbat, that is the Hebrew word. And the word means rest. This word can also refer, I mean, it can refer to a day, or a month or even some period of days or some period of time it could also even uh, be referred to a year you understand so i'm trying to say that when we talk about sabbath we are not only looking at the weekly sabbath which some people have jumped on and um, think that that is the only sabbath that people are supposed to observe meanwhile in the bible we have yearly sabbath and then we have even ma- uh, sabbath month like monthly sabbath that people are supposed to observe and the festive period that are referred at sabbath days you understand so it is not just the weekly sabbath and so um the word shabbat means rest but the rest is not spoken of here 
as um, as a form of a realization or maybe um, a refreshment or something. No, it's talking about seizing from an activity, seizing from an activity. And so I want to even also look at it from the Greek aspect and that will also help us to be able to understand it better. When we look at um, um, the Vice Expository Dictionary, where we look at the word Sabbath um, from the root word Sabbaton, Sabbaton, and that word is actually meaning to desist or to cease, just like the Hebrew word, to cease from an activity, to cease from an activity. And so we know that God created the heavens and the earth, and God did this on the one, the two, the three, and then on the seventh day, God rested from creation, meaning God ceased from creating, or God um, um, desist from creating. I'm just trying to help you understand. So that is the actual meaning of the word Sabbath, which we are speaking about today. That is the actual meaning of the word Sabbath that we are talking about today. So now we know what the Sabbath is. But let us ask ourselves another question. To whom was the Sabbath law given? Or to whom was the Sabbath given? To which people was it given? And that is why I want us to quickly look at something or look at some few points from the presentation I'm trying to do today. Which people um, was the Sabbath law given? In fact, when we study the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, we come to the conclusion that the Sabbath was given to the Jews and the Jews only. The Sabbath was given to the Jews and to the Jews only. What am I saying? That we see verses like Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 2 to 3. It said, The Lord did not make this covenant with our forefathers, but with us. These are the people that Moses was speaking to. These are the people that they have, I mean, um, 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 left their bondage, or God has delivered them from the bondage of uh, the Egyptians. And they've traveled through the, the wilderness, and God gave them a whole lot of revelations. Last week, I think last two weeks or so, we looked at the Ten Commandments as well and how God gave the Ten Commandments to the nation of Israel when God chose to walk with them and through whom to bring the Messiah, which is Jesus Christ. And so here we see that the statement in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 2 to 3 is saying that the Lord did not make this covenant. The Lord did not make this covenant with our forefathers, but with us. So he is reminding them that even um, that's before that particular generation. You see, before that particular generation that um, the, the, the book of Deuteronomy was being, I mean, the words in the Deuteronomy was being spoken to. Before that generation, the Lord did not make any Sabbath law with the people. It was the people that Moses was speaking to at that particular moment. I mean, the people that encamped at the foot of Sinai, where the Ten Commandments were, were given, in which we see that remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, which is Exodus chapter 20, I think verse 11 thereabout. No? That is where, or these are the people that the Sabbath was given to. And so it was given to the Jews and the Jews only. Also in Exodus chapter 20 verse 2, as I said, it identifies that this law was given only after they have been brought out of the land of Egypt. The people were not given the Sabbath law when they were in Egypt. They weren't observing any Sabbath when they were in Egypt. They 
were given the law or they were given only after they have come out of the land of Egypt. Another verse we can also look at is Ezekiel chapter 20. When we read the verse 10 to 18, we also see that God gave the Sabbath to those who went out of Egypt. The house of Israel that went out of Egypt, they were the people that God gave the Sabbath to. Another point I want to make is from Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 13 to 14 also tell us that the laws were given to those who guarded Adel at Mount Sinai. That is what Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 13 to 14 tells us. And so you see, looking at all these verses, what it is telling us is that when we look at to whom was the Sabbath given, the answer is clear that the Sabbath was given to the Jews and the Jews only. Of course, it was said that there shall be something that they have to do um, throughout their generations. And I think that we will begin to or we will get to the point where we will come to understand if we say throughout their generation, if we say they should observe it forever, if we say they should observe it everlasting, what does it mean? I believe that when we get there, we will be able to um, get the understanding. And then some, some verses as well. When we read from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse um, 8, also tells us that the Sabbath was given to the Jews and the Jews only. Now, another question you may want to ask is that when was the Sabbath given? We hear of so many um, confusion and people teaching that, oh, the Sabbath was even there from the beginning when God created the heavens and all. The moment God created the heavens and the earth and God rested after God rested on the seventh day that was where the Sabbath law came into existence and people were supposed to observe the Sabbath even throughout um, from the time of Adam up until even this time that we are talking about I mean the Christian age which you and I are in beloved that is not true that is not true the Sabbath was not observed even before Sinai just as I've pointed out to you in Genesis chapter 2 verse 2 to 3 we see um, 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 Moses in Exodus 20 making a reference to that passage which is Genesis chapter 2 verse 2 to 3 about the fact that God created the heavens and the earth within six days on the seventh day God rested. He made a link between the two verses and so because of that people think that oh even when God rested on that seventh day it was a Sabbath and it means that People throughout the generation that observed that until God repeated it in uh, to the Israelites. That is not true. God rested on the Sabbath day. That is true. Sorry, God rested on the seventh day. That is true. But the Sabbath law was not observed right from creation. It wasn't observed. Adam didn't observe the Sabbath. Abraham didn't observe the Sabbath. Noah didn't observe the Sabbath. Enoch didn't observe the Sabbath. Methuselah. All those people we read the patriarch from the beginning. Up until the time of Moses, none of them observed the Sabbath. Job didn't observe the Sabbath. You see, all these people came before Moses. And all these people didn't observe any Sabbath because it wasn't commanded. The simple explanation to the reason why Moses was writing in Exodus chapter 20 and also in Exodus chapter 31 and made an allusion to the passage in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 to 3, was the fact that we call something prolepsis making or I mean deriving a link between two distant events he talked about uh, God resting on the seventh day 
and then talk about what God was giving the Israelites as at that particular moment. And that is the figure of speech we are talking about. Prolepsis. It was just making a link between what happened when God rested on that seventh day and also the law that Moses was giving them as at that particular moment. And it's just like saying that, for instance, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1 to 4, um, we read that Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus Christ. And when you read, as at that particular moment or the passage, from Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 to 4 it was said that Judas was the one who betrayed Christ but as at that particular moment in Matthew chapter 10 Judas has not yet betrayed Christ but how can you make mention of Judas or how can you call Judas as the traitor the one who betrayed Christ when he has not yet done that thing you see so in Matthew chapter 10 the writer is making a link between something that is yet to happen and the person he was actually talking about at that particular moment. Well, let me give you another example. I think our brother Anoche even spent a lot of time talking about the figure of speech and um, um, prolapses even in uh, some of our past videos. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, the Bible referred to Eve as the wife um, of Adam and then also went ahead to say that Eve was to be the mother of all the living. She was to be the mother of all the living. But the question is, at that particular moment in Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, where Eve was being referred to as the mother of the living, at that time, Eve has not even given birth yet. But yet she was referred to as the mother of the living. That is prolepsis. It's just trying to give you a better appreciation and trying to give you a better understanding of what the person is trying to say. So, the fact that um, Moses spoke about um, the Sabbath day and linked it with the resting of God on the seventh day does not mean that the Sabbath has always been observed even from the beginning. No, it is not true. But to give the law that he was giving to the Israelites some relevance and to give or to, to help them understand it better, he made a link between what he was giving to them at that particular moment and then what happened with God as he ceased from creating. God ceased from creating. On the seventh day, God did not create anything. And therefore, God is saying that you, the Israelites, you have six days to yourself to do all your activities. But on that seventh day, which I'm commanding you, that it should be a sign between me and you, on that particular day, you are not supposed to do anything. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. God didn't create anything on the seventh day. Therefore, you also, I'm commanding you, that you should observe the Sabbath. And the Sabbath, I mean that on the seventh day, after you have worked for your sixth day, on the seventh day, you are not supposed to do any work or any labor. That is what the Bible has said. So, going back to our question, when was the Sabbath given? Beloved, the Sabbath was only given at Mount Sinai. That was when the Sabbath was given. It was given at Mount Sinai. It wasn't given. You see, you see the mention of the Sabbath yet again in Exodus chapter 16, verse 22 to 23. But he was just making a point in an anticipation to the law that would be given. It didn't, it doesn't mean that that law was already enforced. Because if it was, then the question is why uh, did Moses have to explain the Sabbath to the Israelites? 
why does he have to explain it to them when we read from um, 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 the Sabbath law in Exodus chapter 31? Moses starts to explain to them. Why does he have to explain to them? Even from Exodus chapter 20, if the Sabbath was already observed as far back as Exodus 16. So you see, it doesn't wash if you say that the Sabbath was already observed. No, the Sabbath was only given at Mount Sinai and it was explained how they are supposed to observe the Sabbath. And what the purpose was it? Uh, uh, what purpose it was for? A sign between the Israelites and God, who delivered them from the Egyptian bondage. So that is what we are seeing from the verses we've read, and also from Nehemiah chapter nine, verse thirteen to fourteen. That passage also helps us yet again to understand that the Sabbath was given to the people when they came down on the Mount Sinai. When they came to Mount Sinai. That is where the Sabbath was given. That is where God made his Sabbath known to the Israelites. In the, 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 when the Levites were speaking in their prayer in Nehemiah chapter 9, it was stated that God made his Sabbath known to the people when he came down on Mount Sinai. You understand? In Ezekiel also, the same thing. The people, it was after the people came out of Egypt that they were given the Sabbath laws. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 5, also from verse 1 to 33, we read that God made his covenant known to the Jews, the Jews alone, and then also he made it known at Mount Horeb or Mount Sinai. So you see, even in Numbers chapter 15, verse 32 to 36, when it happened that someone was uh, found picking up sticks on the Sabbath day, the people didn't know what to do to the, 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 the person breaking the Sabbath law. What did they do? They had to go back to God and to ask, or to Moses to ask, what shall we do to such a person? Before the punishment or the penalty for the Sabbath was read out to them as to what they had to do to the person. That is to stone the person to death. So you see, if they knew, they wouldn't have even gone to Moses and asked because already it was something that they would, they would have known that, oh, if someone um, disobeys or if someone breaks the Sabbath, this is what we are supposed to do to the person. But they didn't know. So it tells us clearly that these people, it was a brand new command that was given to them. It was a brand new command that was given to them. And so that is what we are supposed to understand. Now the question is, why was the Sabbath given at all? And I've already mentioned that the Sabbath, when you read, says that it was supposed to be a sign between the Israelites and God. A sign between the Israelites and God. God delivered the Israelites from the Egyptian bondage and God is saying that you shall work for six days or you shall labor for six days and on the seventh day you are not supposed to do any work. You shall rest from your labors and it was a sign helping the Israelites to understand how God delivered them from that bondage, from that thing that they were in, that captivity that they were in in Egypt and so it was symbolically also telling the Israelite or reminding the Israelite of that kind of rest or that kind of um, um, season from that kind of activity which they were under in Egypt. So it was a symbol, it was a sign and a sign is supposed to remind them of something God has done. You understand? It's supposed to remind them of something God has done for them. And so as much as they keep observing the Sabbath, it is supposed to make them understand the, 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 the graciousness of God's deliverance of them from the Egyptian bondage. I wouldn't want to say much more than what the Bible has said. In fact, the Bible says it is a sign between them and God. 
So let's look at another thing. Um, how was the Sabbath supposed to observe? When you read the Bible, God gave them the fact that they were um, uh, they were they were not supposed to labor on the Sabbath day. But then, <laughs> surprisingly, when you read the New Testament, we see that the people have um, added so many things to the Sabbath, and in fact, the Sabbath has turned out to be something else. When we read from uh, or when we search from the Vine's Expository Dictionary, he says something about the Sabbath, which I want to read out to you, and I believe it will help you. It says the observation of observation of the seventh day of the week enjoined upon Israel was was given was a sign, sorry, between God and His earthly people, based upon the fact that after the six days of creation. Or creative operations he rested that is exodus 30, uh, 31 verse 16 to 17 and then also exodus 20 verse 8 to 11. it says the old testament regulations were developed and systematized to such an extent that they became a burden upon the people who otherwise rejoice in the rest provided and a byword for absurd extravagance what was he trying to say? He's saying that throughout the Old Testament, some of the rabbis and I mean the, 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 the Hebrew nation, the, the leaders, they have corrupted the Sabbath to the extent that instead of the Sabbath was supposed to be, I mean, a cessation of active, uh, labor, they have added so many things that has made the Sabbath now a burden upon the people. So you will see in uh, Matthew chapter 12, you see in Mark chapter 2, you see in Luke chapter 6, verse 1, going, the fact that Jesus healing someone who was sick on the Sabbath day and people are not because they have brought in so many things that the Sabbath itself did not see or the Sabbath law did not even ask them to add all those things. And they were making it something that was uh, difficult for the, the Jew nation or the Jewish nation, the, the Israelite, to be able to observe. It was as simple as that. They were supposed to cease from their labors on the seventh day. Yes, of course, we read that with time, the people had to gather on the Sabbath day in synagogues and other things. And people even say that it was after the, their captivity for Babylon that they started gathering or meeting on the Sabbath day, meeting in, in, in the synagogue or the tabernacles, sorry, the synagogue rather and reading the laws of God and making sense out of it you see so my point is that these things about you are not supposed to heal you are not supposed to do this you're not supposed to do that they were things that it was the people themselves that have added and have made it into a form of a system and that is what Jesus sought to what deliver the people from them because in the end they have replaced what god has originally given to them and have only added or have only come up with a very new something that god didn't give to them and that is what we see in the um, the new testament that we see in the gospels as jesus contended with most of the rabbis or most of the jewish nation so one thing I want to also look at is for how long was it supposed to last? For how long was the Sabbath supposed to last? There are many people who read um, Exodus chapter 31 verse 17 and because it is stated in Exodus chapter 31 verse 17 
that it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. It means that because of the word forever, it means that people are supposed to observe the Sabbath even up until today because the word says forever. Beloved, it wasn't only the Sabbath that was supposed to be observed throughout generations. The Passover was supposed to be observed throughout their generations. It was supposed to be observed forever or in fact, it was supposed to be everlasting. Burning of incense, Exodus chapter 30 verse 8 was supposed to be forever. Burnt offerings were supposed to be observed throughout their generations. The Aaronic priesthood was supposed to be there throughout their generations. The peace offerings in Leviticus chapter 3 verse 17 was supposed to be throughout their generations, was supposed to be forever. So the question is that, why is it that peace offerings is not being observed by any group of Christians today? Why is it that the ironic priesthood is not being continued today, even though the Bible said it should be throughout their generations or it should be forever, but it's not being observed? And burnt offerings is not being done today. Meanwhile, Exodus chapter 29, you can read the references. Exodus 29 verse 42 is saying it should be throughout their generations, it should be forever, or it should be everlasting. Meanwhile, burnt offerings is not, are not being done today. Incense, burning of incense, is not being con- uh, continued today. Exodus chapter 30 verse 8. Meanwhile, it shall be a perpetual uh, um, uh, ordinance. So why are these people, uh, these things not done? The Passover, why is it not being observed? Exodus chapter 12 verse 14 is supposed to be throughout generation. It's supposed to be forever. So why is it not being observed today? But yet, there are some groups of Christians that want us to observe the Sabbath just because Verse 17 says that it must be forever. Beloved, the meaning of forever doesn't mean that it's supposed to be observed until thy kingdom come. No. It is not supposed to be observed until Christ comes to his second coming. No, that is not the meaning. In other words, what is the meaning of forever? Forever simply means that as long as God wills it to be, as long as God wishes that particular thing to be. So you see, the word olam, which is um, everlasting or forever that I'm talking about, it is, simply means an indefinite period of time, which is known only by God. An indefinite period of time that no human being can say that this is where it's supposed to end. It's only known by God only. And so if the God who knows the time that is supposed to end comes to tell me that I have put an end to the Sabbath law or the Sabbath has come to an end, but I have brought a new covenant, then how, why should people still continue to say that because he says it's forever and therefore we must still continue to observe the Sabbath? Beloved, no. Eternal doesn't, in, uh, I mean, if he says it's supposed to be eternal, it's supposed to be forever, I mean, the word throughout their generations and all these things that I'm talking about, doesn't mean that it's supposed to be um, uh, um, forever and ever. I mean, uh, uh, it, it's timeless or it's supposed to be there until Christ comes back again. No. It means it's an indefinite period of time. It's only known by God. So if God says that the thing is supposed to be forever and he comes to tell you that this is where it ends, that is the forever for that particular thing. That is the end. It has ended. And that is why the Passover is no more there because the Passover ended up with the Jewish system. The burning of incense ended up with the Jewish system. That time, God willed 
has come to an end. The burnt offerings ended up. The Aaronic priesthood ended up. The peace offering ended up. And it's the same way the Sabbath as well also ended up. And so, please, let's look at something um, about the ending of the, the Sabbath. Some few verses. Before, in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 to 34, Jeremiah made a point. In fact, several prophets made mention that God will bring a new covenant. God will bring a new covenant. Now, before you begin to understand what I'm trying to talk about, know that when we talk about the old covenant, the Ten Commandments was a core part of the, ten, uh, the old covenant. You cannot take the Ten Commandments out of the old covenant. And I'm not trying to say that um, the Ten Commandments only are the old covenant. The Ten Commandments were there, but there are other laws and regulations that God gave them in addition to that. And so the Ten Commandments was part of the old covenant and in certain parts of scriptures even the ten commandment was uh, uh, were used to stand for the entirety of the rest of the covenant which is the rest of the old covenant and so when i'm talking about the fact that god is going to make a new covenant it should draw your attention to the fact that i'm telling you that this ten commandment of which the sabbath law was included which people want to tell us that no the Sabbath must be observed today. The Bible said God was going to make a new covenant. And so let's continue and see some of the points I want to mention to you. And so that, um, as I said, um, I want to give you some verses that uh, help us to understand. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 9, we read about the, 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 the two tablets of stone which Moses put at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel. And these two tablets of stone, he says that they were the stones of the covenant or the tablet of stones of the covenant. You understand? So these Ten Commandments are part of the old covenant. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 2 and 3, and also verse 22, he said, The Lord our God made a covenant with us in hurry, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. Hebrews chapter uh, 9 verse 4 also says that the Ark of the Covenant in which were the tablets of the covenant. So the Ten Commandments which we have, uh, the, the, the tablet of stone which we have the Ten Commandments on them were the tablets of the covenant. The tablets of the covenant. And that is what when you read the uh, Exodus chapter 31 verse 18, that is the last verse, it tells us that the two tablets of stone written with the finger of God. So when you look at all these verses, the two tablets were the covenant. The two tablets also represented the law, the Ten Commandments. So what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that the two tablets or the two stones upon which the Ten Commandments were written were essentially the covenant we were talking about. Essentially, the old covenant that we're talking about, essentially, the law that we're talking about, essentially, the same as the Ten Commandments. So, the two tablets is the same as the covenant, the two tablets is the same as the law, the two tablets is the same as the Ten Commandments. You understand now, as you begin to understand that okay, so the Ten Commandments were actually the covenant, then what are we talking about? Jeremiah says that the covenant was going to be done away with. Jeremiah said it, that the covenant was going to be done away with. And I want us to also read from Hebrews chapter 8. Let's read something from Hebrews chapter 8. Now, in Hebrews chapter 8, 
from the verse 5 he started by saying that or let's take it from verse 4 he said for if he were on earth he was talking about jesus he will not be a priest since there are priests who offer the gift according to the law who serve the copy and the shadow of the heavenly things as moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle for he said see that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry he was talking about jesus inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant so if there is a better covenant then he means that there was i mean somewhat good covenant and now we have a better covenant and said which was established on better promises number seven for if that first covenant so we have a first covenant and then we have another covenant or a new covenant for if that first covenant had been faultless then no place would have been sought for a second so we have a first covenant and then we have a second covenant which is the first covenant it is the ten commandments and with eight other regulations that come with it that is the first covenant we have an old covenant and we have a new covenant which is the old covenant the old covenant is the ten commandments and the other laws that were added and then we have the new covenant which is given to us through christ and so he said because finding fault with them with them finding fault with them he says behold the days are coming says the lord when i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah not according to the covenant that i made with their fathers in the day when i took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of egypt because they did not continue in my covenant and i disregarded them says the lord for this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days says the lord i will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts and i will be their god and they shall be my people none of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother saying know the lord for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them for i will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds i will remember no more in verse 13 he says in that he says a new covenant he has made the first obsolete now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away so here he was drawing some distinction between the old covenant and the new covenant for the fact that the old covenant is no more binding and the fact that the old covenant is ready and to vanish away that was as at the time the hebrew writer was writing and in fact it was done away with as we read in most of the um, um, the new testament verses which we shall look at later that tells us that god has abolished that covenant and has set up a new covenant which ends in this christian age and that is what we have become partakers of and so what am i trying to say for how long was it supposed to last the bible says that um, when you read the verse 17 of exodus chapter 31 he said forever and i'm saying that the forever simply means that for as long as god wills it to be when you read this um a verse that i just read from uh, hebrews chapter 9 hebrews chapter 8 sorry verse 5 downwards he says that for these people did not continue in my covenant and i have disregarded them so i am going to make a new covenant that is what god has said so 
God wills it to be until the people did not continue in his covenant. He says, I have taken it away. So the forever of the, 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 the Sabbath was as long as God permitted the Sabbath to be. Now God has taken the covenant in which the Sabbath law was enshrined. He says he has taken it away and has given us a new covenant. And so let's continue and look at some of the things. So we read from Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 to 19 that the law which I said is the same as the things written in the Ten Commandments and the other laws with it. He said the law was added till the seed should come. Who is the seed? The seed is Jesus Christ. Did Jesus come? Yes, Jesus Christ came. And so forth. And so therefore, when Christ came, the law and its function has come to an end. Galatians chapter 3, verse 23 to 25 says that we are no longer under the tutor. The law served as a tutor, a schoolmaster, to bring us to Christ or to bring us into the faith. And now that faith has come, the law or we are no more under the tutor. We are no more under the schoolmaster. That is what Galatians chapter 3, verse 23 to 25 tells us. Romans chapter 7, verse 1 to 7 says that we have become dead to the law. Now, Galatians chapter 2, verse 14 to 17 says that having wiped out the handwriting of requirement that was against us. What was the handwriting of requirement? The handwriting was requirement uh, of requirement simply refers to the Ten Commandments and eight other regulations added to it. That is what the Bible is saying. And it says that those things were a shadow of things to come. They were a shadow of the substance which was to come. And that substance is of Christ. And so in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 to 16, he says, Having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is in the law of commandment contained in ordinances. What am I trying to say? All I'm trying to say is that when we read all these things, we come to a conclusion that the Ten Commandments in which we have the Sabbath has served its purpose. And therefore, it is not binding on us that we are supposed to observe the Sabbath day as some people try to uh, um, claim today. So for a Christian or someone to call himself a Christian, I mean, for someone to call himself a Christian, and still says that he wants to go back and observe the Sabbath day as God has given to the Israelites. Means that the person does not understand the Sabbath law. The person does not understand the Sabbath law. The Sabbath law in the first place was given to the Jews and Jews only. Whoever claims to be a Christian is not a Jew according to the flesh, but it was given to Jews according to the flesh. In that, when you read, that is why in 2 Corinthians chapter we see that he made distinctions about the old the law and then the new testament or the new law telling us giving us some kind of distinction and so i want to point it to you the new covenant and the old covenant from second Corinthians chapter 3 talking about the fact that i think we may have to read second corinthians chapter 3 second corinthians chapter 3 kindly hold on whilst we open to second corinthians chapter 3 let's start from the verse 4 and we have such trust through christ toward god not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves but our sufficiency is from god who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant not of the letter 
but of the spirit here he calls the old covenant the letter and calls the new covenant the spirit let's continue he says for the letter kills but the spirit gives life what does it mean the old testament points out sin the old covenant points out sin but the old covenant didn't have that ability to cause one to be forgiven as Christ's blood is the only thing that takes away the sins of everyone. John chapter 1 verse 29. The old covenant will point to you that this is sin. But as at that time, as at the time that the old covenant was binding, Christ has not yet died. And so it was the new covenant that ushered us into that system which is able to forgive our sins and forgive our sins forever. That is what we are talking about. And so he says the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stone, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how would the ministry of the spirit not be more glorious? And so what is he talking about? Talking about the fact that the ministry of the spirit, which is the new testament or the new covenant, is more glorious than the old covenant. He referred to the old covenant as ministry of death. He referred to it as ministry of condemnation in verse 9. He referred to it just that it had some glory, but the old, uh, the new covenant exists in glory. He spoke about the fact that the old covenant was passing away in verse 11 and verse 13, but the new covenant remains. And so what are we talking about? All that we are saying is that the old covenant, the Sabbath, and with its laws and regulation has ceased it has come to an end and i believe that um when we get more time we are going to look at this in details i think i may have to bring my lesson to a close as i've already done almost 40 minutes so in essence what i'm trying to say is that we are not supposed to observe the sabbath today if anyone teaches you that you are supposed to observe the sabbath and that you are supposed to worship on a Sabbath day. Beloved, there is no any Sabbath binding on any Christian today. According to mine, the first three centuries of Christian era, the first three centuries of the Christian era, the first day of the week and the Sabbath has not been in any confusion. They always knew that the Jews had the Sabbath and then the Christians had the first day of the week. So for anyone today to try, and we have people calling themselves um, 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 Pentecostal uh, uh, assemblies of the seventh day, or the seventh day Pentecostal assemblies, the, 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 the Sabbatarians, the Adventists, and all those kind of things, seventh day Pentecostals and all those kind of things, it is not necessary. It is just a misunderstanding of the Sabbath law. The Sabbath law is not binding. At least we've seen it from several New Testament uh, uh, quotations telling us that the old covenant has passed away. And the old covenant is part of the Ten Commandments of which the Sabbath is in was a core part of what that old covenant. And so all of it is passed away and it's not binding on us today. Someone will say that. So does it mean that today, as the Ten Commandments say that you shall not murder and all those things? No. The, old, the New Covenant teaches us those things even more excellently and help us to understand some of the things we are not supposed to do and some of the things we are supposed to do as Christians. And so we do not need the Ten Commandments to help us live Christian life. By the virtue of you being a Christian, God has given us 
his word as Christians to exhort us and to teach us what we are supposed to do. So beloved, I want to leave you here and I want to leave you here. All that I'm trying to say is that let no one um, judge you with regards to holidays and with regards to Sabbath and all that. It's as simple as that. Christians are supposed to meet on the first day of the week and give God the glory and the honor he deserves to worship him in songs, to worship him in, in prayers, and to worship him in, in our teachings and all that we are supposed to do. So today I've come to speak to you of the Sabbath. And I believe that if you have a friend or if you yourself are confused about the Sabbath, I believe you've gotten an answer as to are we bound by the Sabbath? Is the Sabbath binding and are we supposed to observe it? said no as christians we are supposed to do what we receive from christ jesus as paul said that what i receive from the lord is what i give you that before the lord was i mean crucified he gave them the ordinance or he gave them the lord's supper which was a memorial and paul says that this supper was observed on the first day of the week in acts chapter 20 verse 7 and we celebrate the first day of the week as the day of Christ's resurrection. And these are several other reasons why we meet on the first day of the week to observe or to, to worship God and to meet as brethren into fellowship together. And that has always been the doctrine of the apostles. So where is it coming from that uh, the Sabbath is still binding and we are supposed to observe the Sabbath? It's all teachings of men. It's all uh, a misunderstanding of the Sabbath law that was given to the Israelites. He says that the Sabbath law was given to the Israelites and it was a sign between the Israelites and God. It was a sign between the physical Israelite and God. It was a sign between them and God because God delivered them from the bondage of the Egyptians. This is where I will leave you. If you have any other questions about Sabbath, please, we have several topics that we've done on the Sabbath. We can see um, from our, 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 our articles and then also some of our videos, we've discussed this issue on the Sabbath. But today I've come to remind you of the Sabbath uh, from Exodus chapter 31, verse 12 to 13. May the Lord bless you as we seek to worship him and to become ministers of the new covenant or to continue to, 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 to worship God as ministers of the new covenant. If you have not given yourself to Christ, then you need to repent of your sins and give your life to Christ through um, baptism and become a minister of the new covenant that you will continue to minister to brethren and unto God your services that you are required to do. And I believe that in the end, if we strive to please God, we will receive the crown of glory. May God bless you as you have listened to this in Jesus' name. Amen.